0: I hope you all are doing well, and I thank you for making the time to to be with me this morning as we continue our our series on the theology of hymns. Uh, today we are looking at "My Life Flows On in Endless Song." So, I know one of you uh, requested that. I don't remember who. I'm sorry, but uh, if that was uh, if that was you, let me know. Let me know if you requested that. Uh, but "My Life Flows On in Endless Song." is the hymn that we will be looking at today. Uh, a good hymn, a hymn that uh, uh, every time every time we sing it, I think, man, we should sing that one more often. That's just a good old hymn right there. So that's what we're going to take a deep look at today. Okay, let's take a look at the first verse. My life flows on an endless song, above earth's lamentation. I catch the sweet, though far off hymn, that hails a new creation. I catch the sweet though far off hymn. Uh, I love this vision of catching something that is far off uh, and just getting a glimpse of it. Catching just a glimpse of it. Just I, I heard it for a second and I know it was wonderful and I want to hear it again. I want to hear more of it. I can't wait until I can hear all of it. Uh, reminds me of First Corinthians chapter thirteen verse twelve, where Paul writes, "For now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror; then we shall see face to face." Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So I know in part is, and I know a little bit of it now, but I'm gonna know, I'm gonna know the whole thing at some point. I can see a little bit of it now, but I'm gonna be able to see the whole thing clearly. Uh, for those of you who are with us live, you may remember when I preached on this, and I had a a mirror, right, that we. we Painted over and then peeled some uh, peeled some tape off of it, and as you peeled more and more off, you could uh, you could see a little bit more of the mirror. Uh, but um, yeah, that was a, that was a fun sermon, a sermon to remember. Uh, but this idea that all we get is a glimpse, all we all we're getting, you know, a foretaste of the feast to come. We we get glimpses in life, glimpses of what it's going to be like, glimpses of what God is like. So where do you find your glimpses of this? eternal reign of God of this new creation of this wonderful thing that God is doing where do you find those glimpses and how, uh, how, you know, how do you hold on to those? How do you hold on to those so that, you know, to help you get through the other difficult stuff that, you know, to to hear that sweet, though far off him, you know, sometimes that's all we need just to get through, right? Is the, that glimpse, that glimpse of what will be uh, that hails a new creation. So Revelation 21, one through four, I think this is the best uh, biblical description of that new creation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. The old order of things has passed away. We are living in the old order right now. All the problems of this life is the old order. The old order, and it is not going anywhere without a fight. Sickness is of the old order. Sin, racism, all the things are of the old order, and we see how a new Order, a new day is trying to break through, but the old order will not go somewhere without a fight. And so in this new creation, there will be the old order will be replaced. It'll be gone. A new order will come, a new way, and that'll be God's way. That'll be God's order. That'll be what God has intended for humanity. That's the glimpse. That's the new creation. And so we get glimpses of that whenever we see God's kingdom or whenever we do God's will here in this world and in this life and in this place and in this time. Uh, But that new creation uh, will be. And, and we are kind of living right now in this place where the new order is, and yet God's new creation is, um, and we're living where they intersect. Uh, but at, at some point, we will, we will leave behind the old order. God will, God will take that away. God will do something new and leave behind the old order. And that is good news. The sweet though far off hymn of those days. Okay, so we'll go into verse two. Through tumult and strife, I hear that music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? And I want to do the refrain here. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Two two images here that I find very powerful. Two images here that I think are something that, that we can cling to. That we can cling to. So the first is the echo in my soul. I hear that music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. You know, it's at the very core of who we are, right? When, when when, we tune everything else out, when we're able to turn off the TV, when we're able to put the phone down, when we're able to get away from the computer, put the book down, and just shut everything else out, what do we hear? What echoes in our soul? What echoes in our soul? Is it, is it great hymns? Is it, you know, the promises of God, or is it something else? And then the next is my inmost calm, my inmost calm at the very core of who I am, the inmost, the place where the furthest inside you can go, the foundation that I have built my life upon, that which I hold most dearest, my inmost calm. Is there a peaceful calm at the core of you, at the center of you, or is there something else? When you get down to the inmost area of your soul, what is there? Is it calm? Is it peace or is it anxiety? Is it pain? Is it anger? Like for a lot of people, it's it's not calm. It's not peace, it's something else. And so this through the tumult and the strife, I hear that music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. The storms are gonna come. Storms are gonna storms are a part of this life. Jesus never promised an easy life. Storms are gonna come and they're gonna come hard and they're gonna come often, but do we have that inmost calm, right? And and to what are we clinging? You know, it he the writer of the the um, Robert Lowry, the writer of the 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 hymn, it, for him, he has that inmost calm because he clings to God. Psalm 63, 8, my soul clings to you, oh my God, even as you, uh, your right hand supports me. What are we clinging to? Yeah. If we're clinging to God, we can, find, uh, we can find that inmost calm. If we're clinging to God, we can hear the good news echoing through our soul when everything else in life is going wrong. Do we even take the time, though, to shut everything down, to take a deep breath and to listen to what is echoing in our soul? What is echoing inside? So this morning I found out that I tested positive for the antibody for COVID-19. So back in April when I was sick at Easter, I was that's what I had. And so I think, well, did Michelle and Caroline have that? Did my family have that? What are the long-term effects of this going to be? What are the long-term effects this is going to be on our lungs? I mean, is it is it going to shorten our lives? You know, and so my brain immediately goes to all the possible bad scenarios of this, right? Thinking about all the bad things, but you know, w- once I start to think deep, more deeply about it, you know, it's it doesn't do anything to my inmost calm, right? To my inmost peace, because it there is. My life is built on faith. It's not built on living forever. It's not built on making millions of dollars. It's not built on anything other than faith and the promises that God has made us through baptism in Christ Jesus. Uh, so I'm not saying that I'm a perfect person by any means, but uh, uh, I, just, I just love that image, of the echo in my soul and my inmost calm. Okay, we continue with verse three. I'm gonna put verses three and four together. Though my joys and comforts die, the Lord my Savior liveth, what though the darkness gather round songs in the night, he giveth Then verse four, the peace of Christ makes fresh. My heart a fountain ever springing, all things are mine since I am his, how can I keep from singing? Even as it just speaking these words, it's like, it it just doesn't sound right. Speaking these words, these, these words need to be sung, right? These saw that just, they just flow so well together. They, I mean, they flow in an endless song, right? But, uh, these words beg to be sung, not, not spoken. Uh, so though my joys and comforts die, the peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. This peace of Christ that is that never runs dry, a fountain ever springing. The peace of God is always, always, always there. We talk about the new creation. Well, we are that new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. If you are able to find peace in the midst of the, then you are that new creation and you are being that new creation. Philippians 4 verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. And so when you ask yourself, you know, in those moments where you're, you're just at peace, why are you at peace? Can you explain why you're at peace? Can you give a reason? When you're at peace, can you give a reason why, you're at peace. I think it's easy to give some "Oh, I'm at peace because I have money in the bank and I'm comfortable. I'm at peace because my family is safe. I'm at peace because there's no work to be done right now. I don't have to worry about anything right now. Sorry about that. Uh, um, I'm at peace right now because you know, for me, a lot of I, I find peace in the week when my sermon is done. Right when my sermon is done, done enough so that I'm comfortable showing up on Sunday morning and making some tweaks, then I can enjoy the weekend. Right? We. we why are you at peace right now? Well, because I don't have to worry about this. But the peace of Christ is why are you at peace right now? I say I don't know, but I am. In the midst of suffering, in the midst of grief, in the midst of all the uncertainty of life you say why are you at peace you say i don't know but i am because that is the peace of christ that is the gift that god gives us because of faith that we can find peace in the midst of all of that that the the peace of christ that surpasses all understanding is those moments in life where we say why am i at peace right now i should not be at peace i don't know but i am thanks be to god uh and then the it finishes with how can i keep from singing Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Psalm 147, verse 1, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. Singing is good. Singing is good for you. Singing is good for people in general. Uh, They say that when we sing, it releases endorphins. So it makes us feel better. Singing makes us physically, chemically feel better. Singing is good for us. And from from a physical standpoint, uh, Oxford University did a study about singing in groups. Did you know that singing in a group can calm your heart rate and can boost your immune system? And somehow they figured that singing in a group can increase your pain tolerance I don't know where that comes from maybe I mean maybe maybe you're singing in a group next to someone like me and you just get used to I don't know I don't know how that increases your pain tolerance but that's what they say it uh, but there's not there's more the physical pieces of singing the psychological pieces is singing in a group unites us to that group it makes us feel like we belong it connects us to people it connects us to people in ways that you just can't be it's harder to connect to people through talking than it is through singing if you come into a church on Sunday morning and sing How Great Thou Art, you're going to feel connected with those people because you're going to, well, we have a common belief. You go to a baseball game and sing uh, the national anthem with, with 40,000 people, you're going to feel, I mean, I, I have never sung the national anthem and not felt united, not felt something, right? It, as a kid, I used to cry every time I sung the national anthem or every time we do it at a baseball game or a hockey game or whatever. It was just It's a powerful experience to be connected with people through song. It, it, it's, it's good physically and it's good psychologically. And of course it's good spiritually. It's good spiritually to sing, to sing with people or to sing on our own, to sing on our own. It's good for us because singing is a way of praying. It could be a way of praying. Many of the Psalms that were written were prayers that were sung, a a prayer of David that, you know, is sung, right? So, so sometimes we pray through song. And when we pray or when we sing, when we sing these hymns, it helps us to learn scripture and theology, right? That That's one of the reasons why we're doing this, hymn theology. Well, why are we doing this? Because our hymns teach us theology. It teaches us about scripture. It teaches us about the promise of God. It teaches us about what it means to be Lutheran, what it means to be Christian. And so we go through these and we learn about God, and we learn about the world, and we learn about what it means to be called to be a disciple through the hymns that we sing. And some of these hymns are, are treasures. I mean, they're, they're beautiful, and they're so perfect in the way that they're written that only the Spirit could inspire such song. And some of them aren't, but we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> um, and, and we sing. we sing When we sing, we can, it can make us aware of what God is doing, Singing can bring us to an emotional place where we feel connected with God, where we remember something, or where we remember uh, what God has done, or we, we remember the promises that God has made to us. And you know the, it, can, it can draw out emotions that are buried deep and, and connect us with God and, and make very real the promises that God has made to us in ways that we struggle in other ways to, to truly believe, to truly grasp, to truly understand. Singing helps us do that. And so, so how can I keep from singing? How can I keep from praising God? I mean, it's, you know, it's singing is good for us and, and praising God is good for us. So, you know, how can we keep from doing it? It's uh, uh, something we should all do. So, um, okay, we will stop there. We will stop there. Hope everyone is doing well and continue to take good care of yourself. Okay, we will close with a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you for all the many blessings in our life. We thank you for the glimpses you give us of the new creation to come, and we thank you for making us that new creation today. Help us to live in your kingdom as often as possible. Help us to find our our inmost calm. Help us to find peace. Help us to not be overcome by the storms of this life, but to cling to you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everyone have a great day. Take good care of yourselves and I will talk to you all soon.